If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Jason's a honeybee. The Irish like to F. And can you spend Valentine's Day with an X? All this and more on today's Last Looks. Places, people, it's time for Last Looks. It's the Last Looks at Last Episode Movie. At last we can talk about all the mistakes we made and the omissions we left out accidentally. And poke and solve your problems up with Helpline and Andy. And talk to Jason Manzikas about some TV. Last Looks, it's Last Looks. Last Looks, it's Last Looks. Hello, my swans and honeybees. I'm your host, Paul Shear, a.k.a. Tall John. Welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks. If you have a better way for me to get into places, everyone, last looks, I'm open to it. I feel like I need something there. I haven't quite found it yet, but I'm open to your suggestions. Head on over to our Discord, discord.gg slash hdtgm, and give me some suggestions, or my Discord. You could go either way. Anyway, today you are going to get to voice your issues on a wild mountain time. That's right. And Jason and I are thrilled to be joined by our good friend, Adam Pally. That's right. How did this get made? All-Star is joining us today to chat about his new film and really a lot of other things. But his new movie, Who Invited Charlie, is really good. So you should definitely check that out. Plus, we're going to reveal next week's movie and I will try to solve your problems on... Paul's helpline. But first things first, a shout out to Mark Granger for that amazing theme song. Uh, we love these songs. We have a Last Looks episode theme song. Please send it to How Did This Get Made at Earwolf.com, but keep them short. 15 to 20 seconds is best. Let's get into it. I know I talk a lot about movies, but there are bigger things in the world. You got problems? Let me solve them. It is now time for Paul's helpline. I don't know what to do, but Paulie, he got the helpline. Uh-huh. You're gonna take time and leave you feeling fine. It's the helpline. Ooh, 
thank you, Dave Tanner, for that slow jam theme. This week, we're saying goodbye to Paul's helpline and bonjour to Paul's love line. That's right. I put a call out to all those looking for Valentine's Day love and tips. So let's see if I, the love doctor, can help you, hopeless romantics, aim Cupid's arrow. All right, Carmen, what do you got? Hi, Paul. This is Carmen. I am, I am in need of some Valentine's Day advice. My husband and I have been together for eight years, married for five. Also, our first date anniversary is six days before Valentine's Day. However, we recently adopted a two-year-old, so we are officially stuck at home. So would love your advice on some Valentine's Day uh, date ideas for staying at home after kids go to sleep. Thank you so much. All right, Carmen. Great question. Let me tell you, Carmen, uh, this is something I deal with all the time. And you know what? A little goes a long way. Why don't you both make a meal together? And you can either make the entire meal together or you can take one part and he takes the other. And then you join together at the dinner table. Here's the thing. Valentine's Day is about being with the person you love and just having a nice time. You don't need the pomp. You don't need the circumstance. Is that it? Pomp and circumstance? Yes. Uh, All you need is time together. So open a bottle of wine if you drink wine. If you don't drink wine, open up a bottle of whatever you drink and make a dinner together. Have some laughs. Have some good times. If you want to add an addendum to it, uh, you know what? Get some of your favorite treats. Make a little movie night. Just make it special, but you can do that without anything else. And if you want to throw all this away, order in from one of your favorite spots. I know DoorDash and Postmates got a lot. And just get your favorite meals. You could both get your own favorite meals. I want to hear about how it goes. Comment. I hope that helps. Next up, our man from Minneapolis, Sam. What can I do you for? Hey, Paul. Sam from Minneapolis here. Long-time listener. Maybe you were looking to give some Valentine's Day advice so i feel like i've got a doozy for you here uh me and my fiance we've been together for about four years now broke up this last weekend uh we currently live together and it's looking like we're going to be living together for the next two weeks while we kind of figure out where to go from here so i'm kind of wondering if you've known anyone in a similar boat or you know have any advice for how to live together civilly and not a big apartment and then also uh what do i say anything about valentine's day on that day or do i just you know keep my mouth shut keep the jokes in all of that love the show thanks man have a good one bye Ooh, that's got to hurt now i don't know many specifics of this relationship but i'll tell you this much sam here's a deal call it out be in front of it If you are on good terms, and it seems like you have to be, or if you don't have to be, you got to be for two weeks. Make it easy, make it light, make it fun. Don't make any sort of jokes that make it feel uncomfortable. And honestly, Sam, at this point, get the fuck out of the house. I mean, honestly, on Valentine's Day, leave. You don't have to see each other. You don't have to do anything with each other. You don't have to do anything. Now, if you'd like to, do you want to be civil with each other? You could just say, hey. I know it's Valentine's Day. I know it's coming up. I don't want it to be weird. Maybe there's an outreach. Again, I don't know where you're at. Did one of you break up with the other? Is there 
weirdness. There's a lot of variables I don't know, but I think calling it out before it happens and then getting the fuck out of the house is probably the best thing to do. Go see a movie, not with your ex. All right. Uh, oh, and just living with your ex, I've done that for a little bit. It's tough. It's tricky. You know what? Be respectful. Be nice. Be open. Chat. And maybe with the pressure of the relationship off, you actually get some closure that you so desperately need because you're not trying to rekindle. You're just trying to figure out what happened. And that actually is something that has happened to me, and it's kind of wonderful. Anyway, next up, Cecily from Chicago. Hi, Paul. This is Cecily from Chicago. I'm calling because you said you were some sort of love guru. Well, I have been seeing someone for about six months, and I think that I... I'm in love with him, but we haven't, like, said that to each other yet. We do a lot of the, like, I adore you, and, like, you mean so much to me, kind of a dance around the word. And part of me wants to wait for him to say it, because, like, I asked him to be my boyfriend. But I'm just wondering, like, is six months too soon? Should I just bring it up? Should I just wait for us to, like, say it in, like, a cute, quirky way together? I don't know. I'm freaking out about it. Okay, thank you. And uh, I love the show, and I love you and Jason and June. Okay, bye. Oh, Cecily, you know what? You're already doing it. When you dance around with the word love, who are you fooling? What does that mean? Oh, like, oh, oh, if I adore you, I this, I that. You're doing it. Just take the plunge. You know what? You could say, I just want to tell you something. I've enjoyed being with you. It's been so lovely to be with you. And I know there's a lot of energy put around this word, but I just want to continue having a wonderful time with you. And I love you. You could you could, you could diffuse it because sometimes you don't know how people take that word love. But I, I got to tell you, as someone who has not initiated love in certain relationships, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful. It's six months. You know what? What else are you waiting for? Say I love you. He freaks out. Good. Get the fuck out of there. You don't need to be with somebody who's still on the fence at six months. And if we're holding back, I love you. What else are they holding back? Go for it. You asked him out. Seems like this person is not going to step up to the plate. And that's okay. But they they are they want to be stepping up. But you just sometimes have to you got to show them the way. And I bet you it will be received perfectly. All right. Well, that's it for the love doctor. I hope I helped. Let me know if I did. And remember, you can always call Paul's helpline. And because this weekend is a Super Bowl, Paul wanted me to ask you, am I doing a character where I'm out of my character? Am I this not me? I don't know what I'm doing now. Anyway, this weekend is a Super Bowl, which got me thinking about sports movies. So even if you don't need advice, feel free to give me a call. Tell me your favorite underrated or overrated sports flick. Blue Crush for me. One of the best surfing movies ever that is a fictionalized account of surfing. Anyway, if you got a sports movie, hot take, I want to hear it. Give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. And we'll see you in just a second. But before I go, I want to let you know that if you are in Telluride, Colorado, Jason June and I will be there all weekend long doing shows at Telluride Comedy Festival. Uh, we'll be there on Saturday night doing a version of How Did This Get Made? It's not exactly How Did This Get Made, so don't worry about it. Don't freak out about it. It's just something we do every year in Telluride. Go check it out. And every Thursday night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash friendzone. Also uh, on YouTube, you can check out Rob Hubel and I in a little show that we call Thursdays with Rob and Paul. We'll be right back shortly with your questions, comments, and concerns on Wild Mountain Time. But first, oh, you see, I tricked you one more time. 
I have some bonus content for you. That's right. From our Morbius show, I wanted to share with you uh, something that we shared with the audience to celebrate what was supposed to be our 300th episode. I reached out to a special guest. I'm still doing the voice. <laughs> I reached out to a special guest from the movie Sleepaway Camp to shed some light on that episode's biggest debate in the movie's cold open. Who was the person on the dock and what was the relationship to the people on the boat? We normally save this stuff for a live audience, but I thought, you know what? Let me give you a little sneak peek of the fun stuff that we uh, do for our live audience. So check it out. This is, I think, the definitive answer, although I found myself even more confused. Before we get into Morbius, since this is the 300th episode of How Did This Get Made? (laughs) Now, are we, we're just, we're saying... We're retconning things and saying this is 300. Well, this won't even be in the episode. This is just okay. special for Chicago. Yeah, yes. that's right, Chicago. Guess what? Nobody else got anything special. You think fucking Cleveland got something special? Nope. It was a casino. So, but this is exactly what. I've been sitting on this for a long time because I knew this was going to be the 300th episode. So I wanted to plan something special for both of you. Um, and oh me, because I really don't know what this is either. Is it but a proposal? It's not a proposal. We are already married. Oh. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. We'll tell you about it after the show. Cleveland was wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. What you watched before the show started was a debate about sleepaway camp. Like how, who, what. So I went to the source. And we are going to finally get an answer about who was on the shore. Check it out. What? Hi, Paul, Jason, and June. It's me, Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway oh Camp. God. And I heard from the amazing Paul, and we were discussing a few things. Um, first of all, I want to say happy 300 episodes. And finally, I need to maybe help with a a couple of the questions. Okay, so what was the relationship between the two on the beach? Husbands in love, married, madly in love. I love love. And also the three people in the water, friends, just messing around, having a good time at camp. Hopefully that explains a little bit of the mystery and excitement that is Sleepaway Camp. I always say it's a comedy. So much hilarity going on with the half shirts and the short shorts and the bodybuilding and the boys in the water. But it's all in good fun and I appreciate you so much for remembering Sleepaway Camp. I wanna send you so much hug, so much love, and meet me at the waterfront after the social. Don't ever do that, it's a trap. I love you, I love you. Be well. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, there it I'll is. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Wow, now, Paul, that's Rose. really special. She said, I love you. I love you. So she only loves two of us. Well, I think, I'm going to guess. I love you. I love I you. Be well. <laughs> One was be well. I'll take be well. I'm making this to you. <laughs> that uh, was incredible. I'm still thank confused. Thank you so much, Paul. I don't Honestly, know I'm even it. more confused. I am. Well, I mean, because wasn't the person on the shore a woman? And I weren't they so. saying she said husbands in love? Husbands in love. Oh no, I, I guess it wasn't. I, well, maybe they this. were saying the doctor is. Oh boy, what was that? Thirteen years ago. 
Well, we got an answer, but even her answer felt like, don't ask me any follow-ups because it doesn't really hold water. The people in the water were just people having fun? Just friends having fun. <laughs> all right, well, that was just a little special thing I wow. wanted to uh, Thank you, Paul. That was all. really, really that special. Was, well, thank you. Paul, thank you. Thank and you. And to both of you, happy 300th episode. Happy 300th, happy 300th Jason. 300th happy 300th I'm so glad Paul. to be able to just, just celebrate with Chicago. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Okay, so last week we talked about Wild Mountain Time. We had questions. We might have even missed a few things. We might have even misspoke. And our research could have been bad. And here is your chance to set us straight. Fact check us, if you will. It is time for corrections and omissions. Questions and omissions. Things we didn't know. Now we get the answers from the show. Yeah. Thank you, AC Gravy. 
All right, let's go to that Discord. Love the Discord. Natcat writes, In the beginning of the movie, when Christopher Walken's character is talking about how Anthony takes after the other side of the family, he says that his uncle thought he was a fish, the implication seemingly being that Anthony's problem runs in the family. This would seem to lend to the fact that Anthony actually believes himself to be a honeybee, though this line is so buried in the dialogue that it's not an effective hint. Does his uncle tie a rock around his neck to try to become a fish? Should Rosemary be worried that Anthony will try to fly or some other such honeybee nonsense? That is a good point. I, I I think we talked about this a little bit. The idea that his uncle was not well, mentally not well. And that's, I guess, how you are supposed to take it when you first watch the film. But if it truly is that that side of the family just thinks that they're animals, that's even more wild. Because I... I really heard that open as he thought he was a fish and then he went to go swim with the... Well, I guess then you're right. He went to go swim with the fishes and then he killed himself. They thought he drowned because he committed suicide, but he was really just trying to be with his own. Wow, this movie keeps on giving. It's a Russian nesting doll of a film. And you know what? That's what great plays and great films are. Just give you ideas after ideas after ideas. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people here... Like what this movie was selling. Uh, Early Bird writes, As someone from Ireland, I've been waiting for this heaping pile of steaming leprechaun shit to appear on this podcast for ages. The day the trailer was released, it trended all over Irish social media. It felt like it was all everyone was talking about. And it even was featured on that evening's national news under the headline, Irish Accent Emergency Declared. Here's a clip. Based on his play Outside Mullingar, Oscar-winning writer John Patrick Shanley directs Wild Mountain Time. Its trailer is packed with heavy-hitting Hollywood stars, but it's their accents that have everyone talking. It has compelled airline Ryanair to tweet what it called a public service announcement, that Irish people don't sound like this. Dublin Airport chipped in, observing that there's fashion police, grammar police and even airport police. And if there was such a thing as accent police, it said somebody better call them. While the Leprechaun Museum was more succinct, tweeting, even we think this is a bit much. (laughs) I love it. Okay, Early Bird's post continues. I'd also like to point out that Ireland was the first country in the world to vote for gay marriage. So Jamie Dornan's homophobia was surprising. P.S. You guys referenced the terrible score. Well, it was composed by Amelia Warner, a.k.a. Jamie Dornan's wife. P.P.S. June, Paul, and of course, we fuck. It's the only things that keeps us warm. Holy shit, early bird. It's too early to say it, but you know what I'm thinking. Wow. And you supplied your own audio clip? Everybody else has to follow here, because I I don't think anyone's going to top that. But let's see. George Glass writes, Look, these Irish accents. Both Dornan and Blunt worked with the dialect coach Brendan Gunn, listening to tapes of people from the region. Dornan, who grew up in Belfast, wanted to sound less metropolitan, which is why he doesn't speak in his normal voice. While some on Twitter have ridiculed the accents in the trailer... Shanley said he had to make the accent more accessible to a global audience and that if the character sounded exactly like his relatives spoke, no one would understand them. So, kind of seems like the dialect coach was a waste of time. Yeah, like, I've worked with a dialect coach. They give you tapes, and then you kind of duplicate the sounds in the tapes. So, 
would that be listening to those accents and then like futzing with it on set? I mean, it's a very bizarre, it's a bizarre Jamie Dornan just speaking your your metropolitan accent. I think honestly, I'm gonna say, and maybe this is xenophobic and I apologize, maybe just lose the accents entirely. There's so much happening here that we don't need another barrier, okay? We don't need another hurdle for us. That thing that Christopher Walken said about the fish, I'm fucking missing that. I need I need it to be, you know what, Sheer, you should have put subtitles on. You know, I, that's a note to myself that I've said out loud. Let's go to the phones. Rachel from Philadelphia. Hi, this is Rachel from Philly. I have an important um, B correction. Uh, maybe you've gotten a lot of calls about this, but... Um, male bees are not worker bees, so worker bees are female, um, and the male bees are drones, and their only job is to hang around in the hive and fuck the queen. So um, I just want to let you know and make sure that that was cleared up. And if this guy was comparing himself to a honeybee, if, if, assuming that he was saying that he was like a male honeybee, that's what he was saying. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bam! Rachel, nailing it. Okay, so he is a honeybee, so his job is to, in your words, fuck. Also the same words of LeBron James when he broke the scoring record this week. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. I love it. Uh, All right, so he just wants to fuck. Makes the ending a little less magical, if you ask me. All right, here we go. Uh, 90 on the Discord writes, Why did Rosemary have to travel all the way to New York to see Swan Lake for the first time and never thought to go to any productions in Ireland or even the UK or Europe? She's obsessed with it, but never thought to actually go to a show? As someone from Dublin, I found this hard to watch. Irish people seem confused about picnics, raincoats, and cars. Having said that, the gate thing made perfect sense. Gates should always be closed. I did some door-to-door campaigning before, and the most important thing, above clear information and empathy for the people involved, was to close the gates on the way out. Uh, 90, I have nothing to say to that, but yeah, you are right. You're 100% right. Let's see here. Uh, Dr. Guts. Dr. Guts 1003 writes, At one point, Anthony says that bees hate smoke, which is why he kept encouraging Rosemary to quit. However, that's not entirely accurate. Beekeepers actually use smoke to keep bees calm during hive inspections. The smoke makes the bees prepare to leave their hive because they believe the hive is on fire. They begin to eat lots of honey, think they need the energy to go out and find a new home. Engorged with honey, their abdomens are so full it makes them hard for them to sting. Then this makes it safer for the beekeeper to inspect the hive. All right, so... You are all picking up so much more in the bee stuff than I got in there. So according to this, he should want her to smoke more. It would calm him down in many respects. Um, But he's trying to get energy. Well, I don't know. Maybe when she smokes, he gets, well, he's getting nervous. Well, no, I I think it would still calm him. I I just tried to make sense of it because he's trying to find a new home, but I don't know. Andram writes, Jason failed to mention that he actually played a honeybee in the Apple TV Plus show Dickinson, which is a great show. Check out this clip from a YouTube featurette on the show. Bee, I was hoping you'd come. What's up? How did you get inside? Girl, I flew through the window. The bee is a figment of Emily's imagination. The bee shows up every time Emily is feeling a bit lost or alone. Bee, you're so sweet. I'm covered in pollen, baby. Bee! 
Jason, he's played a boogie. He's played a honeybee. This guy's unstoppable. I love Jason and I love his voice and especially in a honeybee. And if you've not watched Dickinson, it's very, very good. All right, so many great corrections on missions. But you know what? Why am I even going to pretend to deliberate when I know the answer is here to stay? And that is that this week's winner will not get anything but a great song, a great song composed by and sung by Katie Morris. The winner of this week, Corrections and Omissions, is Early Bird. Take it away! Thank you, Katie Morris. Thank you, Early Bird. What a great crop of corrections and omissions. If you want to chime in with your own thoughts about the latest episode, hit up the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. Coming up after the break, Jason and I are joined by actor, comedian, and our friend Adam Pally to talk about his brand new movie, Who Invited Charlie? Stick around. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah, save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack, and my kids said, Mom said... We can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? 
I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. People, did you notice that every Monday, How Did This Get Made is pulling out old episodes from the vault and then re-releasing them back into the rotation? This week's Matinee Monday was one of our favorite episodes, Deep Blue Sea with Evan Goldberg and Paul F. Tompkins. My hat is a shark fin. Oh, we get into it. Is the parrot real? Is the parrot just in LL Cool J's head? That's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, So check that out and make sure you're checking out my YouTube channel where we are hosting little clips of every matinee Monday. I try to do that every week. Um, All right, let's get ready for it because today we are going back to chatting with our friends. Jason and I were thrilled to Zoom with our good friend Adam Pally. And whenever Adam comes on, he comes on for a purpose and then we get sidetracked. Uh, But, you know, Adam was a guest on Mac and Me, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. But today we are chatting about his new movie, Who Invited Charlie, which is out now. Mark Granger, play us in. Jason and Paul are just going to chat TV and movie wrecks. There's nothing more than that. Sure, this whole segment could be summed up in a tweet. But Jason's not on Twitter, so this is where they meet. It's just chat. It's just chat. Adam... You are, I think, a How Did This Get Made all-star. You were at one of our first ever live shows, or in the early days of us doing live shows, because we came to New York yeah. City and did Webster Hall, was that? Like, Irving think, Plaza. Irving Plaza. Yeah, it was Irving Plaza for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? And it was so fortuitous, because at the time, I had, my son was in the pocket of oh. us. Watching so you, that n- movie. you were in, you were immersed at that point. Yes, so oh, I was funny. able to sit down with you guys and go deep without having <laughs> to like, like I rewatched it. Obviously, what are your kids obsessed with now? So we can oh. we can uh, bring you back. Oh, it's 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 gone so far left in the small amount of time. Just like, Michael Moore documentaries. Yes, no, no. <laughs> my, so, well, so my far old, left. <laughs> so they're far just, left. Yeah, they're just like they're libertarian almost at this point. They're <laughs> watching they're, only they're, Midas Touch TikTok. Bill O'Reilly um, a concierge service subscriptions. <laughs> each of them. Now, uh, uh, Cole and Gigi, who are the older ones, are now like Wednesday is Wednesday has like taken over. Of course, their lives. Oh, like my right. Like my daughter wants to be her. And my son, like, is, like, doing that thing where he's like, no, I, I just like it. You know, like, he's like, it's actually really It's good. actually cool. It's really it's cool, good. actually. And it's I'm like, like yeah. a detective story, yeah, like, you and your friends talk about it. He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, my- yeah. What parts do you like about it? He's like, you know, well, Wednesday's obviously, like, the coolest part. 
<laughs> right, right. <Cute. laughs> and then my my littlest is into the worst kind of YouTube videos on the planet. It's oh, just like God. it's just like I'm sure Paul, I'm sure you're you're in that. It's We're just like, in it. I'm watching a lot of Minecraft playthrough videos and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Oh, yeah, wow. it's rough. Yeah, but I like, will say that my kids are also watching old movies. So, like, we just started watching on repeat uh, Will Ferrell's "Kicking and Screaming," the soccer movie. Uh, uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Yeah. And now my kids are like, they love the Macarena, and they're obsessed <laughs> that the Macarena is like a current dance. So yeah. it is like, no, guys, the Macarena isn't current. That's old when that movie came out. And then last night we went to a Clippers game, and. They said, everybody get up and dance. They played that fucking Macarena. And my kid was like, "We, I told you, dad, it isn't an old dance. I'm like, well, you're oh. right. You're technically right. It is now yeah. a stadium of people. Oh, that is the night that your son lost respect for you. My dad didn't know the Macarena was current. The well, Paul, that- are, your parents, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you a parent that is, like, are your kids embarrassed by you? Not yet. No, no, oh. they're only they're only eight and six. They're not they're not embarrassed yet. I'm oh sure at one point that they will be. That is the worst feeling. Oh, the worst feeling on the planet to be like it happens to us like regularly. Like we'll get in the car in the morning and we'll be driving down the West Side Highway and some song will come on that my kids like. Lately, it's uh, uh, twenty one. Can you do something for me? Like the kids, like they love that. They all and it's so cute. They all do it. So like. I'll be get into it. I'll put it on right. like 21. Can you do? And if I don't know what block we're on, like if we hit 60th before I'm ready, my daughter will be like, dad, I'll be like, what, what, what? She'll be like, Turn the music off. You can't dance like that. Uh, oh, like, oh, oh I'm my so God. Sorry. I, I, she's, and then the, she'll be like, Oh my God. Did anyone see us? Oh like, no, I don't. I don't think so. She's like, oh, thank God. All right, bye. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> always just sitting in your car and weep. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. I'm running Slowly the opposite driving back, way, being like, twenty one. <laughs> I I like to screw with my kids because I do carpool uh, with my kids and our friends, and when we pull up to school, I will have a song on Spotify ready to go, like. um like a Dora the Explorer or like Paw Patrol. And oh. I blast that as we pull into school, like they were listening to it. Yeah. So it does oh, create great. this moment where they are frantically trying to distance themselves from this car that is blasting Paw Patrol <laughs> because they all are like, like kids no, music. No. Yeah. They yeah. don't want it's, it to be associated I mean, with it. So I try to get it. Anything is better. It reminds me of a story I heard from Abby Elliott, who won't mind me telling it, but she recounted to me a story that I imagine formed her adulthood where her father's car was being detailed and he picked it up and the windshield wasn't ready. He took it anyway and he drove it to her school and he parked it in front early and he took a bunch of like blood, fake blood. He put it all over himself (laughs) and he put his body through the windshield (laughs) and he waited and he lied there and waited until high school got out. Oh my God! <laughs> high school, high school, high school especially sixteen-year-old Abby oh, comes walking oh, no. out. But if Chris. at that point, if Chris Elliott is your dad for that long, you've yes, got to be. I'm like, sure there's stuff going back and forth. Uh, but she said in the split second, she was like, "Oh my God!" And then was like, "Fucking man, fuck wait a minute!" Or like, 
looking at her and being embarrassed. And she was just like, let's go. Let's go, dad. And he like had to slowly like <laughs> climb off the car. And she was like, she got in the oh. front seat like. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess this now brings it to this moment where your kids are cognizant that you are like an actor. So they are able to yeah. recognize and you are in arguably one of the biggest films that like our kids like i imagine your kids like sonic my kids love sonic we have it in the dvd in the car and i feel like (laughs) so does that give you any extra cred or is that like where does that fall in like because it can like there are certain things my kids don't know anything that i do because they can't watch anything that i've really done yeah it's a help it's a help and a hindrance because i have like one young kid and and an older kid so like my 10 year old is not as psyched. Like he had a story. I don't know if I told you this, Paul, but he last year was in sleepaway camp and it rained one day. And when it rains in sleepaway camp, they show movies. So they showed Sonic the Hedgehog. And so everyone around him was like, yes. And he was like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't an opportunity for him to be like, fuck yeah, my dad's in this movie. Well, I'm about to be, yeah, exactly. I thought that I would be like, why? Why wouldn't you be like, fucking awesome and then you realize that like 10 years old the the kids around him at the time it's like not old enough to like process how cool it is that your dad's in a movie it's just like your dad's part you're weird you're You're, it's like it's your dad's part of the story or whatever and so then they saw the name on screen in the beginning they're like cool is that and he was like Uh yeah yeah and then first my first scene is with jim carrey and Jim Carrey, like, you know, obviously I play low status and Jim Carrey is like, all right, officer Fartface, I'll see you later. <laughs> and he said for the rest of like, till like color war, he was Fartface Jr. Oh, and, no. it's like, FFJR. Yeah. And like, you don't think about that. You know, you're just like, right. How yeah. Cool your kids are caring. And I'm like in the movie. But then my five-year-old runs around like being like, my dad's a police officer. Like, it's like, uh, all right, take, you know. So, I mean, I guess the question is, will you be letting them watch who invited Charlie? Your new, your uh, new film. Thank you, Paul. That was amazing. That was awesome. You're so good. At Seamless. Like, Look at that you're segue. Really good. You guys. You guys should collectively replace Gordon. Um, really good. You don't need money, any more guests. You just if there's we two of you, you home, only need yeah. one more guest. Uh, I made this movie last year. It's really sweet. It's like a really like sweet family movie. It's like uh, a chance I got to do like a What About Bob or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, that's it's, like, great. Uh, really tonally sweet and fun. And so there are a couple things that you don't want your kids to see. But when it premiered, uh, we took our kid, my kids and Danielle and I sat them like in the back. And the first 15 minutes is like really fun and light and funny. And then it gets into the movie. And then like the last 15 minutes is really kind of like feel good and light and funny. So we like went outside and had lunch and hung out. And then I brought him back in for the 15 minutes. And everyone oh, clapped funny. and was like crying. And, oh, like, kids that's had to- great. Kind of be like, oh, okay. I guess, I guess I see what this is now, you know. So like, I think that they eventually will see it, but it was like the first time they got to see me like in a movie. With like that's kind a, of in exciting. a theater, in like a to theater. go to, to go to yeah. the movies to see. Well, they never like... got to go for COVID because COVID. Oh, by that's the time true. Sonic yeah. came yeah, out, yeah, yeah. we were COVID, so everything was kind of virtual wow. and oh, weird. That's exciting. So this was the first time they were like, whoa, and like it was. It was rad. I never had that experience when I lived in California, like 
the kids were too young. And I, I don't know. I just never had the experience of being like, this is my job. It didn't even feel like a job. It felt like, you know, it was about, also, like, I would what be a weird job to try and explain to kids. Yes, they, it's really what a strange job to, oh, the people that you see on this stuff is they're not those people. Those are characters that are played by, I'm one, you know, like that whole. Yes. By the way, and, and the movie described it as like a what about Bob? And I think it's what I like about it is I think a lot of those movies, like when you watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or what about Bob? You're like, just leave or get them out of there. Call the police, do something. But I think the idea that this movie is about a family escaping New York City during COVID yeah. and they're trying to like hide, not hide out in the Hamptons, but just kind of be like, we we're going to wait out this this virus, which we all kind of did. People went in different directions. And then his college roommate, Reed Scott, you play his college roommate, you show up. Yeah. So you can't really escape. And I think that that puts a different yeah. pressure on this movie than like the uh, like just the comedies that we've seen in the past where it's like, oh, you have to stay invested because of. Yeah, just the and premise. The COVID, the COVID of it all, you know, obviously, I think there's always this worry, even as we're making it, as it was written and, and producing, everyone's like, no one wants to see a COVID movie. No one wants to see a COVID movie. And, I, and I'm and i like, at this point, what movie is not a COVID movie? Like, you, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so far down the line of history at this point that it's like, are we just going to, in movie making, do this big thing where it's like, well, if there's a movie between... 2000 and 2023, we're just going to pretend that it wasn't that time, you know, like, yeah. The, are we going to li- are, are does fiction live in a world that did not go through the, the pandemic, the pandemic, you know, right. like, yeah. And so that, that alternate reality to me is like, we're so far past that, that, and I think critics that, uh, you know, I was reading a lot of stuff of like, Oh, I don't want to see pandemic art, you know, and stuff like that. And it's, it's a little bit, I'm a little bit like, too bad, <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's the world, the world has done this. So art is going to reflect it. And I think Nick Scott, who's a, the writer who uh, writes on a show called Outer Banks, which my kids love. I've never seen it. Oh, it, it's an Australian show, right? Yeah, it's on it's yeah. in Netflix and it's supposed yeah. to be like amazing YA. But I think what he was trying to do is was was go right against that and be like, you know, for for the last 10 years, every sitcom started with an economic crisis and the main characters to move back in with his parents. Like, that, why can't that be COVID? We have, a history like, of, what? we have a history of just making things that focus on World War II. We go back, like, or, we are always like, going back to different every, things. It's like, whatever. Every movie and TV show of the 80s, Lethal Weapon, Magnum P.I., Riptide, these are all stories about Vietnam vets returning from the war. The A-Team Completely. are all vets. The Lethal Weapon guys are, they're all grappling with the events of the Vietnam War. That's 80s TV right there. You and, know? I would, and I would argue and I, that, like, the idea of telling any and I not to make it too lofty, but like any artist, like don't be uh, in any way affected by something that you've lived through on, and gone through. Just, just skip yeah. over that. Like just create something brand new. It's like, well, no, that this is I mean, people I don't like, want to be bummed. People. I thought, yeah. you know what I thought did it well was um, the uh, Knives Out sequel, Glass on. Yes, yes, they did it great. They did it great. I thought they did it great because they were like, nope, this is just the norm now. Yeah. And like everything from some people are wearing N95 masks, some people are wearing cloth masks, all the way to Kate Hudson, who's wearing oh. like a, <laughs> a, like just a piece of mesh, well, the like way decorative they mesh. That story too, could, to, it's just like that's another joke there. There's yes. more to, you know, and like, I think and it helps you inform those characters, you completely. know? Completely. And so I think, 
we were trying to do that. And it is also a small, it's one of those movies, like it's not a long time period and it's, it's very acute. And in that you're, it's almost, you're watching it with a, a warm feeling of nostalgia for those first weeks of lockdown because it approaches it in the light yeah. way, as opposed to like, I think when it first started, everyone was like, no one wants to joke about this. No one wants to joke about like spraying packages and whatnot. It's too, it's like, ugh. And we don't really do those jokes, but but being now removed from it, even seeing the image, you're like, I do remember when I was doing that, you know? And like, one of my favorite jokes in the movie is um, uh, uh, Zosha Rockmore is like, um, I'm trying to pick her up in a deli with masks on. And the clerk is like um, uh, six feet apart. And I'm like, and I'm flirting with her. And I'm like, we got to really take this seriously. Tom Hanks has it now. (laughs) And like, like, that to me is just like, it's. Oh, I remember when Tom Hanks, when Tom (laughs) Hanks got COVID, it was a big deal. I was at the Arclight with Yasser Lester, your former (laughs) Uh, co-star. We were about to host a Black Monday premiere screening in a crowded movie theater. (laughs) Uh, And that was a real, a real moment. Um, By the way, you do star in this movie with Jordana Brewster, who is obviously, uh, how did this get made royalty? I mean, Fast and Furious, do you get get any dirt, any Fast and Furious? (laughs) I do get some dirt. Uh, I don't know how much of it I'm at liberty. You to probably say can't. They hold that franchise. You know, if you're in that, if you're if you're in the family, you're in oh, the yeah. family. You know, it's not, family. Yeah, it's family. They're not super liberal with the details, but like I would always keep an ear out for like scheduling conflicts. Oh, you know, be, or like like there would be a couple days when be like, well, we got to shoot Jordana out because she's leaving for Romania. I'd be like, oh, interesting. <laughs> By the way, what I got to say, in Romania? Like, I, I didn't know much about her, but I got a, a bigger amount of respect for her comedy in the sense that when I saw her in Chad and JT go deep, like she's yeah. really funny in that. And I was like, oh, yeah. she like gets it. She's and she, like she's incredibly fun and, and just has a real like, because yeah. I've only really had my experience with her in those Fast and Furious films, which are very serious. So I never, I, I never knew her, but her sister, Isabella, was my first agent. So like I've known the Brewster family for a long time, and Jordana was always was like doing Fast and Furious right away, and was like an action wanted to be an action star. I was like that's what she was doing. So I never really met her or knew her. And then when I and then like the first day, we we were all in a church. You know, like in, shooting small movies in New York is like. Um, Shooting small movies anywhere is tough, but shooting them in California, there's a certain like the sunshine cures a lot of what ails you, you know, like, right. It's a lot easier to like be, have no trailer in California when you're like, you know what, I'll just go sit over there and where it's nice out, you know, and there's I'll a wait. bench over there. I'll yeah, sit in the sun like, and read. It's a lot easier in New York when you're, when you're making like an independent film, it's like negative 20 You're Most times you're in like a church basement. You know, or like, um, like the the a conference room of a of a no powered office, like left open office or something. And so the first day we were in this church, and it was freezing, and we're running behind. And she was so chill and like joking around, and I had never met her; I didn't know what to expect. And she made this joke about like, yeah, uh, I I wouldn't be here if this wasn't a good script. 
And she said it so like flatly in like a joking way. Right. That I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's none of us would be any like, yeah. And I, and from then on, I was like, oh, you're, you're like, so, you know, exactly. You have the perspective of the whole industry. You've been doing it forever. Like most people who are, who have been in it since their kids are, I would say easier to work with. I think, yeah, opinion. I think you're right about that. So now where can people watch it? Uh, it's uh, in New York, L.A. and Miami uh, on February 3rd at, um, you know, the local uh, Angelica's and um, uh, I, I don't know what the where in L.A. The, your, your alternative art house movie theaters, yes, your, 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 land, house your landmark movies. theaters, your, yes, your landmarks, you know, exactly. But I do think that this movie also, if you don't want to get to a theater and, and you don't just have wanna, to, you don't have yeah. to streaming. It's streaming on demand. Um, I'm sure it'll be at a streaming service somewhere, but I think right now it's on your cable boxes. It's out in your city right now, either on your TV or in a theater. Go see it. It's the number one movie in the country. That's it. Beat out Avatar. Congratulations. Yes, it's the number one movie coming out on February 3rd in New York, L.A. or Miami and streaming at the same time. It's the number one movie doing all of that. Wow, this is exciting. Aren't you so glad that you told James Cameron you wouldn't be in Avatar? A hundred percent. You know, I, I grew up a little bit in like Jersey. And so he, he wouldn't want me in it because I, I would call it way of the water. <laughs> um, while, wait, Pally, while you're here and I know we're promoting your movie, yeah, but yeah. I do want to I do want to shout out to all of our listeners. I've said it before. We, Paul and I have talked about it. But your and Gabrus's show, 101 Places oh, to Party yeah. Before You Die, is absolutely oh, one of my dude. top shows of last year. Absolutely fantastic. Now available on HBO Max to stream, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, if it hasn't been H- scrubbed from the server. No, no. We we survived a tax. We're not a tax. We were so inexpensive, they couldn't even make a tax break of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we just <sighs> throw it up there. But we're it's on HBO and it's on um, most air, most planes right now. Which is really oh, yeah. a trip. Which is By the really way, fun. that's what a the great best one. way. I, I see yeah. so many people uh, watching movies uh, that my friends are in, that I'm in, over yeah. the shoulders of people on planes, uh, watching them on planes. Planes are, I find, the best place to watch a film. I, 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 oh, yeah, also, I a great place to watch a travel show while you're traveling. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. I, 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 Gabriel and I said, I guess, I guess we're working dot 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 on planes. <laughs> Amazing! It works. It works. It, by the way, great. It's a, yeah. such a funny. It's such a funny show, and that. But Thank in you. that vein of like the Bourdain or or, or Action Bronson or yeah. uh, uh, Stanley Tucci, all these kind of travel log, food based travel log shows. But there's something you guys, your dynamic together is so fucking funny oh, and thanks. so charming and so wonderful to like dip into your friendship that is so demonstrably on display that that is also what is delightful to watch just to be able to hang out with you guys. It's not like, oh, my God, that burger looks so good or, oh, my God, yeah, that blank no. looks so good. It really is. It's a hang. Yeah. And no, that's what wanna... I think is great. Well, I, I really appreciate it. And and I heard, I, I I texted you guys. I heard you guys talking about the podcast before and it was so sweet. And um, uh, Gabrus isn't here, but I, I the sweetest part was when you talked about Gabrus and, and his performance because he is truly like, uh, the hardest part of that show is, ju- is being yourself at all, is not being like affected by what's happening. So, sure. you know what I mean? Like you're running late, the show's going like this, the, 
the joke's not hitting. It's like the hardest part is just being like authentic. And Gabrus's performance is like just one of the best comedic performances in a TV show. Like I, well, I know it really it's not is. scripted. I know it's it's not scripted, it's the best. but like he's acting and he's great. And uh, it, it's so compelling to watch yeah. Gabrus just firing on all cylinders. It's you know? great. Yeah. And I and and before but we I go, would I argue wanna... that you guys couldn't get there without the relationship that you both have, because it does have that sense of trust, that sense of play that I feel like you always want from these shows. But if you can't find people that really do trust each other like that, I think that's why yeah. Bravo Bravo essentially works, because even on some level, even with the fighting, these people will let their guards down and be who they are with each other. And that like, that's the secret sauce. Like you really yeah. want to see it. You don't see that Alcohol. on the bachelor as yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lubrication. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, like, it, you know, the, the whole secret to that show was just um, not caring about what, like you said, like the, the burgers, the food, it was like the bits and, and honesty. So there would yeah. be time, there would be times where we would be doing a bit and mostly as I'm sure Manzukas can say mostly it was my fault where I would be like we're gonna hit this bit like I would be like do not give up on this bit like let's keep doing this but we're gonna hammer the- I'm not gonna give up on this bit even though like three minutes ago we had this amazingly in-depth conversation about like what happens when you die uh-huh. and I like and and I would go away from it and I and be like no come on we need like yeah, fun your, your discomfort like, your discomfort go. would for uh, the emotionality would force and you into a bit yes and then the the scene and not realizing that the scene is like we'd have to say like stop like pull back stop and actually have that conversation about what you have happens when you die and push through you know obviously i'm uncomfortable but like push through that because it'll like in like every good improv scene it'll lead to a better joke later if you're just like oh yeah yeah and a joke that ha- and that's what's so great is you're the the joke the the show is so effortlessly funny but in a way that is oftentimes through the exploration of genuine heartfelt emotional um concepts and ideas and the things that you guys are going through you're that the show is suffused with that emotionality but then still finding incredibly funny and silly bits yeah yeah and that's the that's i think that's who we are who we are and 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 who and i wanted to say and, and it's a good segue if i'm going to use one of your tricks paul because i'm i before we go i need to say thank you to you guys uh you know obviously said for you guys are like two of not just like the people I've watched the most, but literally the people I've spent the most time with asking questions and, and never once did either of you guys, I mean, I'm talking when I was like, you know, 20, never once were you like, you're not going to make it. Both of you from the moment, it was just like, yeah, let's go learn it. Keep going. But that was like, that's part of the fun of like this world that we came from. And I, I was talking about this the other day, like the community that we came from in that UCB world that we were lucky to be a part of at the time that we were a part of it, like built this sense of like, we were all super supportive and in it together. I just had lunch with Ben Rogers today, uh, who Action Boys <laughs> podcast. Ben has a podcast coming so out funny. that I is it can't his wait guy? to- it's his, it's his guy, the Nighthawk. Is it the Nightwolf? Is it? No, it's something different. It is something- Because oh, have you heard some- that character? Yes. Okay. This is not Holy Nightwolf. This is shit. This is a different thing. I don't want to spoil it because I don't think he's announced yeah, it. Yeah, don't spoil it's it. It's really great. But we went out to lunch. I haven't seen him in a long time, but it was like, oh, I saw him like a week ago. Like that kind of like, we yeah. have that kind of 
connection. I think we all have been incredibly supportive of each other all the way yeah, through. Yeah, but you guys, but you two specifically, and obviously like our crew, but you two specifically were in my life as teachers. And that's, oh, wow. that is a relationship that is fraught with, it can be fraught with all sorts of stuff. And never once in my whole life did you guys ever not like throw the rope back down. And that is incredibly uh, encouraging to a young comedian, you know? And so like now to be 40 and, and like working, it's really, I owe a lot to you guys. So I really want to say thank you. Well, Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, and like to, to echo what Paul said, like, I feel like this, uh, this community that we came out of, it, it, you know, what you're describing, how you feel about us, I feel about people uh, above me who were always, pull, their successes yeah. made them turn around and pull me up. You know, yeah. there was a way that that was, I feel like that's the, that is the cycle that I, I'm so grateful to have both benefited from and then have been on the other side and been able to help uh, uh, people from, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I, I continue to try to do it. Um, but, but even still today, like you always need help in this industry. You always need to be like having help. And, and the fact that I can still, you guys still help me is amazing. So thank you. Well, and you know, I also just say like, we were shown that by the UCB four when we first started there, like as they got more famous, they let us start doing bits on Conan or introduced us to that world. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's no, I mean, I don't understand the downside of hoarding anything because it's sort of like, I don't know. It's There's different so ways of hard. approaching stuff, but yeah. It's just so hard to get for anything to happen that, and especially now it must be hard to find a community, but it it was truly lucky that, that, that it was a time and a place where like, that was part of the thing too. It was like, it, it was how funny you were, but also like, could you help someone out? Yeah. It's part of the stock that you had. Like, can you help people who, who, because the people here are the most funniest. So that will help you. And like, that is a, a an amazing thing to be part of. You know? Yeah. So being a part of a community that was so predicated on yes, being as funny as possible and yes, like a healthy sense of competition, but really the whole scene was predicated on support. Yeah. You know, I mean, like those everybody, pictures, those crossroad pictures are exactly. amazing. Amazing. I can't believe those 10 years ago. And like, you know, the amount of us that posted those pictures like that's yeah. a the amount of box office like that's yeah oh no it's it's crazy. really you go back and you watch those shows and it's really impressive you know and yeah. that, that is a document or a testament to a time and a place in our larger comedy scene that we all were you know the the the, the whether we're on all, all on Kroll show together we nonetheless were still doing improv shows with each other or going to see each other's Every sketch Friday shows night. or blah, blah, I mean, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, we started I, I, a long and important tradition. I think it started back with Cordry with Children's Hospital and continued all the way through so many different things, which is like, hey, will you come over here and work for a little bit of money, but it will be a lot of fun. And yeah, and yeah. honestly, like, yeah, I'm psyched. It's like, and, and all of a sudden, like these networks are like, oh my gosh. And then you get these other giant people to come in and play because it just looks like fun. I always remember like we got Jeff Goldblum and J.K. Simmons to do some of the first, you know, bits on NTSF just because they were excited to be in that community yeah. of people doing fun stuff. I feel like that and really, it's still, yeah. And it still is there. I mean, this movie is another, like all these little movies I get to make are like part of it. Like they, 
they have a lot of the same people. My third movie with Reed, like my second <laughs> one with Zosha, like it's a lot of the same people because that's how I was taught to do it. Like, yeah. you know, like you, oh, yeah, you, and you have a and, little repertory company that you yeah. like working with. Yeah. Yeah. And then you grow it and you grow it and you grow it. And like, that's, I, you know, I, again, I know we're, we're all over time, but I, I, I would feel remiss if I didn't, uh, deeply thank you guys. Well, you don't have to, but, uh, that it's, I think we're, I think, I know, but I just, told, I, I told Molly that I would. So now, now you have Molly, to. I mean, the other thing, we, and, we, and we do, we do ask, every, we do ask everybody to, we ask Molly to kind of make sure that everyone does come in with at least something like that. So and she called me off job. guard. She called, she said, and what are you going to thank them about? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I, yeah, I don't do the last segment yeah. is the thank yous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily I had something locked and loaded, and but I'm sure it will be. And we, underneath forward. this, we're going to put the end music from SNL. The, the, good, the goodbyes. <laughs> put on, put on, um, what's his face saying? Ladies and gentlemen, teenage fan club. <laughs> Don, Don Pardo's, Don, Pardo. Don Pardo's introduction of teenage fan club. Teenage oh. fan club. <laughs> uh, who invited uh, Charlie out in theaters, selects theaters in New York, LA, Miami, and streaming wherever you have like a streaming on demand service, which you have at Apple TV, Roku. Yeah, it'll probably your be fucking on your television. television. Adapali, uh, follow him on all social media and we'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. Thank you again. Thank you, Pally, for chatting with us. Be sure to check out Who Invited Charlie in select theaters and streaming on VOD now. To all you singers and songwriters out there, remember, we are always accepting new theme songs for Just Chat and other Last Look segments. Send them to howtodiscatmade at earwolf.com. Now that we've got Wild Mountain Time out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from a man who thinks he's a honeybee to a man obsessed with the number 23. That's right. Next week, we are watching the number 23 starring Jim Carrey. Here's a short breakdown of the plot. A man's discovery of an obscure book about the number 23 leads him on a descent into darkness as he becomes more and more convinced the book is based on his life. Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 7% on the tomato meter. And Anthony Quinn, not like the guy who played like uh, Zorba. Zorba the Greek? That's a thing, right? Zorba the Greek? I think that is. All right, anyway. Uh, Anthony Quinn from The Independent says, while dozing through this nonsense... Uh, you may wish to speculate on the number's real significance to this movie, possibly the IQ of its writer. Bam! Slam! Anthony Quinn fucking nailed it! All right, anyway, uh, take a listen to the trailer for The Number 23. The number is seen everywhere. What is 23? Two divided by three? Six, six, six. Number the devil. Walter Sparrow is about to discover My birthday, 23. The social security number is all 23. There is a side to him he can't control. What's happening to me? This Friday, he'll become his own worst nightmare. This is not who you are. Jim Carrey, Virginia Madsen, the number 23, rated R. You can stream the number 23 for free on Tubi or rent it on Apple TV, Amazon, and YouTube. I encourage you all to check out Hoopla or Canopy, which are digital media services offered by your local public library that allows you to borrow movies, music, audiobooks, ebooks, comics, and TV shows to enjoy on your computer, tablet, or phone, and even your TV for free. 
That's it for today's show. Remember to rate and review. It helps. It really helps. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. Visit us on social media at HDTGM. And for commercial-free access to How Did This Get Made and our entire archive and so much more, sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial using the code BONKERS. A big thank you to our producers, Scott, Sonny, Molly Reynolds, our movie-picking producer, Avril Halley, our engineer, Alex Gonzalez, our publisher, July Diaz, our amazing Artists, that's right, the ghost of Craig T. Nelson, that's Zach McAleese on Instagram, and of course, Kyle Waldron, who also is on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we will see you next week for the number 23. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.